Welcome to the Gaming Coop, the best space to talk about me, Lucky Charms. Let's introduce today's players. Player one. Ow, fuck. Are you okay? Yeah, just sometimes when I think of someone really sweet, I get a toothache. It's Walsh! Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Player two. It's the Chris man with the Chris plan, the Wubba Dubba Ski Do Be A Bow Chow 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 Wow. Yeah, it's Chris Waka Waka. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one Anthony wrote. <laughs> You're 100% correct. Uh, if you find player three in the woods with a yellow exclamation point above her head, she'll give you a side quest to destroy capitalism. It's Kelsey. <laughs> so true. Yay. Uh, player four, four. Fallout? Fallout of what? It's Anthony. <laughs> And player fives. John, get ready to have some kids. It's Gabe and Matt. Wait, are we having children? Hang on, I'm what? not ready for this. What is happening? Neither am I. I hit what my microphone. That, that is, I, so full disclosure, I, I, we, I collaborated with Walsh on this one because we both, we both had you guys and said you guys are doing the same game. Uh, yeah. I, so I, he was like, all right, I usually do a Pixar film. What Pixar film do you want to pull from? I was like, um, let's do Wall or, or just an animated okay. film, I should say. I said yeah, Wally, okay. so, And yeah. so that's where that's from. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone to the gaming coup. Uh, we are, this is our March edition. And uh, so one of the ideas that we had for the segment, because it is St. Patty's Day, is uh, the, or, or, well, it's after St. Patty's Day, but it's the month of, so we decided to do games that have luck-based components to it. So it's a little bit of an obscure topic, but we were able to find, everyone was able to nail down a game that had that kind of element to it and talk about how it actually incorporates luck, which is something I personally don't love in video games, but if executed well, I can respect. Um, so we're going to start off with uh, a game that everyone has played, everyone has experienced in some capacity. It is Tetris. Take it away, Walsh. Hello. So I am going to be discussing Tetris 99, um, which I found out about, it's pretty late to the game, but uh, also when it comes to playing games, I also like to be very cheap, because I'm a cheapskate. But I also understand not everybody has the money to play a bunch of, you know, $60 games, and I really do appreciate that Tetris 99 is free on the Switch. And, you know, additionally, it is this very weird... I remember hearing it described as, like, this Tetris Battle Royale, which was very interesting, but it really weirdly works. Um, I've been playing a lot more, a lot more recently, and the closest that I've ever gotten to winning... I've come in second twice now. And the mm. first time I got into second, I was on call with Gabe. And I was I was like, oh man, why did the music change? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, well, that's weird. Why did the music change? And then I was dying and I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to die. All right. Another, you know, whatever game. And then, you know, Gabe informed me. You were probably, like, was it the, like, final two music? And I was like, the what? Um, <laughs> yeah, I did not know that was a thing, which the music was very scary. But other than that, I've always really enjoyed Tetris. 
and Tetris 99 adds a very, very strange but fun twist to it, to where if you enjoy playing Tetris, I would definitely recommend doing that. Yeah. So, so talk to me about how the luck kind of comes into it. Like, in terms of, like, I obviously there are certain ways that you could set up your situation in that game where it's, like, how you target specific people in order to kind of get them out so that way you can keep on moving along. But for you, how, do, how does, like, luck in your eyes kind of, like, really play a factor in everything? I mean, really, very specifically, not only is the order of the box that you're going to get, that will be completely random, but the, I mean, you're playing with 98 other people, you know? It's, it's kind of up in the air as to what could happen, who's going to target who, um, and it can be hard to predict. You know, you can go into a game, at least for me, I'm no Tetris god, but I could go into the game with a, with, to a game with a mindset of like, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna make it to the top, and then I only get, like, to, like, the 50th place, and then another time I'll be like, oh, I'll just do my best, see what happens, and then I'm in the top 10. Um, yeah. Where luck definitely does play a big factor in it, at least from my point of view. Yeah. Uh, anyone uh, have experience playing Tetris 99 and want to share uh, their kind of stories of dealing with that uh, <laughs> dealing with the pressure that I do. Yeah. All right. So I've I've been kind of born and raised with Tetris, so I like to think I'm at least decent at it. Uh, pretty consistently, I can make it into the top five, but um, I've only actually won one time, which is which was around the time the game first released. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, uh, unlike me, my brother. He is the he's, he's just a master at Tetris. Like, um, just generally, uh, he's really he's really quick on his feet, so he can make he can get out of really sticky situations at whatever time. And um, just to put this in perspective, um, my brother once had a six-hour game of Tetris. Wow! This was on oh. a road trip, so he had zero time to get in. He, he had like no interruptions so uh he played until the ds battery died <laughs> <laughs> holy shit and that's wait so then like did his score get saved or at least or no he, it's just uh, that he... it was tetris axis i believe on a 3ds so he did get on like the top 75 on the leaderboard at that time like in the world wow and um so putting that into perspective, he pretty much gets first places extremely consistently because he enjoys Tetris that much that he can just get results very often. That's wild. Wow. I um my experience with it, I'm not I'm not very I, I didn't grow up with Tetris necessarily. I I've had it for like I've played it on, like, Game Boy Advance, like, once or twice or whatever, but, like, I, I never was super into it. Um, I enjoy the Tetris 99, what it does, because I think it's, like, I've had, I remember me, Kelsey, and Anthony would sit in, like, uh, our, like, and sit, and we would just pass the controller around uh, and give it our best shot as to, to see how far we would go. I think, I, I have to remember how far up, I, I don't think I made it too far. I think I got to, like, 
maybe like outside the top 10 once but i not i don't think i've ever repeated that before um it's it but it is such a it's an exciting twist on it all and i i thought i think it's really well executed um so much so that they kind of made like a similar game in super mario 35 um which is not that as good um but who cares because that game's gonna be dead in, in, in a week or so so um but <laughs> it, I, it is like it is a fun concept of like these usual single player games all of a sudden having people like pit against each other in that sense and like the yeah the amount of luck that's gonna need to take to to beat a hundred people in any situ any battle royale situation is a lot and especially with a game like Tetris it's like you just have to hope that you know enough people are targeting someone that they go down and that enough people are targeting other people so that way they go down so that you just have to that and that you can just get uh sack the blocks and make sure you're all good um any uh anyone else on tetris yeah i think it's really cool that um there's apparently a lot of older gamers who like showed up to the game with all these years of like accumulated tetris experience and they like just absolutely dominate the uh every match that they play like, I think it's so amazing that Tetris can bridge a generational gap and that it's, like, a persistent, recognized gaming franchise and that finally it's gone multiplayer and a lot of people are just finding that they have the ability to compete with it. So, I really like it. 100%. All right. Moving forward. Uh, we're going to re- returning to a few games that we've talked about in the past, but just more specifically focused on the luck point of view of them. We're going to start with Animal Crossing, which is my topic. And there's a lot of like different luck things that involve that are involved with Animal Crossing. Uh, like just, you know, the random, you know, specifically talking about like new horizons, like the, you know, which recipes you get every single day to, you know, what, you know, what how the stock market's going to work out what the prices are going to be that whole thing for me i want to focus on one uh, on the luck of villagers and the luck of what villagers that you will get in a specific time you know in a, spe- a specific way um and so in the past when it comes to animal crossing i remember the first game gamecube you had like i want to say close to like 20 villagers in your town random random people random uh, villagers that would come and they would they would they, and they like move as quickly as they arrive um i remember where i i had two gamecube um save uh data things memory cards um and i would like go back and forth between the two towns on those two say on those two cards and whenever i would travel back and forth via the train station uh i would come back to a town and like a villager would just randomly be gone no goodbye no anything it would just be gone and so there is that random chance of that and then there is wild world city folk and new leaf which i think all kind of had a similar uh you know villager mechanic where they would have like a certain cap in terms of how many villagers there would be per town i think it was like eight in wild world 12 in city folk and like nine ish in new leaf something along those lines um and then from there um new horizons came and new horizons had a whole new kind of lottery system that they have implemented where 
you have more control as to what villagers you have in your town. Um, and that is done through the islands. Um, so basically everyone, you could have a, a maximum of 10 villagers in your town at one time. And you can't, there, there's no way to change that. The, the, in the past, I think you could, there was like a chance that you might have like one more villager than the usual or not, but everyone at all times for the most part will have 10 villagers. But what's interesting is that instead of a villager randomly deciding that they want to leave, you could sell them no. You could just say don't no, do not leave, and they will stay, which kind of happened in the past games, but not as definitively. And then if you tell them to leave, you have the ability to then find a villager that you want if you have the nook miles for it and move them into your town. So essentially how that works is that if you are have a you have an open lot, you have a bunch of nook mile tickets, you go from island to island and there will be a random villager that shows up there. You can choose to offer a home to them or you can choose not to. If you do, if you do end up offering a home up, then that villager will come and fill up that spot. If not, by the end of the day, there will be a random villager that will fill that that spot that's opening your town. Um, which is so basically, you have that twenty four hour period during that day to find a villager that you want to move in, and it's kind of this fun lottery system where it's like you get to choose but it's going to still be random it's the it's like you you can't just like pick and choose spe the specific villager that you want we're going to give you a selection based off of how many times you travel to an island and from that slate that you were presented you choose which one and if you decide like like if you go to one island and you see a villager that you kind of like but you don't want to move in and you leave that's it you there's a good chance you won't go show, see that villager again so you there there is a lot of like there's been a lot of me whenever I'm villager hunting, stopping on an island and really taking time. Like, mm, do I want, do I want this? Do I want this villager? I kind of want someone more, but what if everyone else I get is really shitty? Hmm. <laughs> I don't like, I, I want, I like it's So it's, it's so much fun. I've enjoyed that. That is the biggest thing about new horizons that I love is this lottery system. Um, I find it very, I find it very like, it's a new awakening for me in the game where like I'm waiting for two villagers to move for the, like the last month. And I, once they move, once they say to me, I'm ready to move. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I want to go. I want to go island hopping. I have 200,000 nook miles. I need, I have, I've been stocking up on nook miles. Give me the opportunity, please to search for a villager. Uh, for those who played Animal Crossing, what are your thoughts on, on the, uh, on Islander hunting? So I haven't been uh, island hopping for a while uh, just because I found my 10. I have the 10 that I like and I'm going to keep them because I get really attached to things and I'm very attached to these specific 10. So sure, keeping totally. them. Um, totally. I, I, I really like it. Um, there was actually one instance where uh, I had Bangle show up in my campsite, but I didn't have any open spots for her. Um, and I didn't want her to like push out a villager that I didn't want, so I, I let her go. And then I found her on an island, and she said, "Oh, hey, I remember you. You're from yeah, you're from your island, right?" It's like, yeah, I yeah, I am. You remember me? That's awesome. So I moved her in, and she's uh, she was my like most recent villager, and I was just like, that was that was such a cool little thing that they did. So uh, I, I I was glad to have like uh, had to have passed up this one villager, but then got to uh, got to get her uh, later on. Yeah, 
yeah, that happened multiple times with me too. And so it, it 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 does come back around, but it's it is a risk if you skip one. Yes, for sure. Because yeah. if you do kind of like them, that might be your only chance. The the hardest the hardest one for me to say no to was Audi. I got Audi the uh, mm. the fox. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. But I just like I like all my villagers, and I don't want to get rid of them. So yeah, so pl- completely mm. understand that. I like the system. Um, I mean, in past games, it was like, you know, if you didn't do things just right, your favorite villager would move out. It's like, whatever, deal with it. Um, I think that the Nook Mile system is still not the best solution for it, um, but I think it is at least a step in the right direction. Yeah. I I think that you kind of, like, spend a long time building up these Nook Miles, and then you, like, go through a very tedious process of, like, not only buying the tickets to re-gamble the villagers, but also the whole process of actually, like, constantly going to islands to find them. And knowing that, like, uh, I don't really like this villager, but I've got, like, five tickets left, and I don't hate them. So, it has its ups and downs, I think. Sure. I, I, yeah, I, I think I like the Nook Mile system for the most part. Um, cause just because I, I think it's fun, like, it gives you something to do. If you are invested in Nook Miles, you actually have a reason to log in every day and be like, all right, th- th- today's assignment, sell 5,000 bells, you know, or sign, sign something for 5,000 bells, catch five things, you know, uh, you know, dive for five things. You know, it, it, it kind of, I like that it gives you, like, a little bit of a task list. Like, hey, if you do this, you get some miles. I do think it could be better, a little bit more refined in some ways, but I, I, I totally think that it's it's a it's an it's a improvement upon uh, past games where it was so like all right yeah I'm done see ya it's just like oh what New no, Horizons no. needing refinement <laughs> whack you forget the Nook Miles achievement thing where it's like engage the Nooklings in a duel because that one's always weird to me yeah I, I I usually ignore that I usually don't do yeah, that. All right. Yeah. It always seems like yeah, amoral or something. Yeah, um, they show like these little like those little like cartoon characters of them like with swords. It's like, no, no, I don't want yeah, that. Yeah, it's a I lot. Um, <laughs> but just and I, I, you can stop me if the, you feel like this is just going to completely derail everything. But um, with like the luck system, uh, something outside of the villager thing, if I can just touch on that for a second, is what I think is interesting sure. is the um, luck or not luck <laughs> unluckiness of having to get the recipes and how in certain times a year, you know, you have the seasonal recipes that you're trying to get. Usually it's through the balloons. Um, and how every other season seems to be, uh, a a little, I think light on our ability to gather recipes, but guys, egg day is coming. Egg day, egg day, (laughs) egg day. And, it just seems like it's you know it's I I wake up in a cold sweat at night I hear the wind <laughs> howling through the trees outside and I start to reach for my non-existent uh, slingshot and um, I'm traumatized I will not be partaking this year most likely unless they change something about it um, but I just think it's interesting how um, in my opinion how imbalanced some of the luck luck is in the game like chances and odds of collecting certain things sure you have egg day and then you have on the opposite side of things like the fall event and collecting mushroom recipes i think i got two mushroom recipes and i played every day all right i'm gonna say i this this is what i'm gonna say on that regard i think they planned egg day before the idea of a pandemic 
Okay. <laughs> so they didn't expect everyone to spend all yeah. day in egg day. <laughs> For many days. For, For many, many days. days. Yes. So sad. Like I was partway through my recovery of COVID and I swear it made me like regress slightly. <laughs> And My then they realized they, they got the feedback at how much people hated Egg Day. And so they and then, toned and down they, things for the other And they rivers. toned it down. And yeah. It, but I are think, they going to tone down Egg Day? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that they're going to have revamped Egg Day? I think that Egg Day will be revamped. I don't know for sure, but there's, really? a, okay. there's a chance. I'd we'll be, see. I would be really curious to see, because if not, yeah. I'm going to cry uh, a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I they are adding in terms of uh, Easter stuff. They're already adding some things that you could buy from the Nook from uh, Nook and go the whatever it is now. The it's it's Nook's cranny still. Um, no, yeah, we know they, they do have things that there's like seasonal items that you could buy Easter wise there. I think that's the only change from last year, but I could be wrong. Um, any other thoughts on Alma Crossing luck? I I just wanted to touch back on the villager island hopping thing. Um, like, I, I, I recently did some island hopping, and I was I had a specific few villagers that I had in mind. I wasn't able to get them, but I did find one that I really liked, which was Kabuki. Yes, yes. But um, one thing that I would wish that they would implement is like to find villagers of a certain personality type. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't, you're not specifying which like animal type or which like which specific one you want to look for it's just in that in that uh list of villagers you have a better chance of finding who you want but while not giving you well while not giving it to you directly yeah. that's one thing i would want in either like just this is just like a vain hope because it's never sure happen. but but uh I, I get it's it. just like it's something that would be cool yeah like it, it would be nice if they kind of like tailored it a bit um i don't know I, I i don't mind the randomness of it but i totally get what you're saying though like i think it would be nice if you are looking for something specific like to have that ability um anthony you're gonna say something yes so um i learned of this mastermind system to like just going briefly back to the floating balloon present diys where you get like <laughs> yeah. One seasonal DIY every, like, five hours, if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. um, I realized from a post that the jail bar item is too tall for balloons to cross over. So they just kind of, like, pass around it. So one side of my island is completely jailed off. Like, from the top of the island all the way to the bottom, it's just jail bars. And so what happens is I can sit at one point on the beach and every single balloon no matter where it's spawned from where it's going will always float directly over me so it's ingenious i just sit there and i just collect the diys and i still don't get all the fall series <laughs> nintendo <laughs> they're like we know you're gaming the system how dare you seriously <laughs> all so right. what anthony's saying is that somebody built a wall and it was him. Yes. Yes. But it Clear was... reference to the song from Shrek the Musical. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> anyways, we're moving on to another happy, fun simulation game. Uh, we're headed back to the world of Pelican Town in Stardew Valley. What do you got, Kelsey? 
Okay, so um, luck is actually quite a large component in Stardew Valley. It's something that's kind of just passively there. And at first when I was playing, I didn't even realize that it was like a thing and something that you can actually um, get some sort of insight to from day to day. So a lot of uh, what happens to Stardew Valley is um, in some aspects, I'd say that the game has uh, like a collectathon element to it in that you are required to... Um, you know, find, find and collect specific things in order to help repair part of the town. And then um, special items will unlock for you long-term based off of drops that you'll get from enemies um, in the caves and things like that. And those things are directly influenced by luck in the game. So there's such th a thing called daily luck. And your daily luck changes from day to day. And you can um, figure out what a day's luck is going to be by actually accessing a television in your home. And there's a fortune teller channel that you can select and it'll give you a clue as to your uh, luck, your base luck for that day. And so you can either be very lucky, um, a little lucky, uh, neutral, uh, with maybe like a little bit of a luck, not lucky, and then very unlucky. Um, so that's determined from day to day. Obviously, if you're looking to go find, like, say, a rainbow shard in the caves, you're not going to want to go out on an unlucky day because you're just essentially shooting yourself in the foot by doing that. Um, but then there are also luck buffs that you, that certain items will give you. And then there's a special charm that you can acquire at some point in the game that permanently increases your base luck. Um, but all that being said, like that's luck in the game is a thing, but I want to specifically talk about a point where I got stupid lucky in the game. And this particular thing that happened has nothing to do with the daily luck as far as I could as far as I know from playing the game and as far as um, what I was able to find online. So in the game, at a certain point, you can unlock, without spoilers, you can unlock a casino. I'm not going to say how or when or why. But in the casino, you can play two different games. You can either play their version of Jack Black, which I'm also very lucky at, or you can play slots. And the slots function on the very... Wait, did you just say Jack Black? <laughs> did I really? <laughs> you said Jack Black. It's Black Jack. You can play Jack Black. <laughs> Oh, Which I'm very guy. lucky at. I love playing Jack. Very Black. lucky at Chris, Jack. He's 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 a he's a he's a fun Chris, guy. I like enjoy him. He's a good he's a good actor. Chris, if, if Jack Black would play you in a Team Cast Productions uh, movie, I so, I hope so. Fun fact: I'd be, I'd, in high I wish school, play people me. called Anthony Jack Black, and he got he really didn't like Jack Black for a while because he kept getting called <laughs> Jack Black. And he was like, fuck Jack Black. And then over time, he's like, yeah, Jack Black's fine. It's just that <laughs> I was bullied and told I was Jack Black over and over again. Um. Anyway, Black Jack their version of blackjack which is called calico jack in um in the game and then slots and slots function on the basic notion of you need to get three of the same item in a row to earn a specific amount of money or you can earn like if you have two i two random items and then a cherry you get a little bit or if you get two cherries you get a little more in the game star fruit if you get three star fruit you get the jackpot and the jackpot's something like I don't remember. I can't find it here. Wait, hold on. I'm going to look it up really. Sorry. Sorry. Don't hate me. I'm going to look it up really it's, a, it's okay. We, dead air. Just welcome to the um, dead air zone. Because I didn't, I tried looking at it before and I didn't actually see, I don't think anybody's actually categorically listed the different um, slot machine. Okay. No, I have it here. So, so depending, you can either bet 10 coins or a hundred coins. And then the items exponentially increase. So if you get like three milks, you get 30 times whatever you bet. So if you bet 10, then you're going to get 300 coins back. If you bet 100, you're going to get um, 3,000 coins back. But the star fruit is times 2,500. 
So if you bet a hundred, you end up with 2.5 mil, right? Within two in world days, I won the jackpot twice and I've never Mm. won it since, but I won back to back jackpots in the slots and, um, (laughs) and, uh, I won, I won 2.5. I earned 5 million, uh, Jack blacks and it was really cool. Um, all the Jack blacks, man. Just, a lot of weird noises, up. but it was fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, what's really what's fun though is that when you do earn that, um, those coins they're not you don't earn in game currency. It's not like you're earning money to then go and spend outside. You can only spend it within the gift shop within the casino. And there are some exclusive things that you can buy, but the best thing that you can buy is farm totems. That if you buy them anywhere you are in the map of the entirety of the little world of Pelican Town, you can be zapped back to your farm at a given moment with these totems. So I own like over a thousand totems and I still haven't spent all my money. I have too much money for that. And so I'll go in and I'll really recklessly play um, Blackjack. I have to think really hard now every time I say Blackjack. (laughs) I'm afraid of saying it again. But um, so that's just like my fun little... Uh, claim to fame is that I won the jackpot twice. I haven't won it since, but I won it twice back to back really close together. And it was really, um, really cool. And then I do usually have pretty good luck with the blackjack too, but um, yeah. So, so luck is a thing in the game, but I also got really lucky and it was a fun, a fun moment. Um, So yeah. Um, I remember, I remember the moment being in the room with you and Anthony when you guys were playing Stardew Valley that you guys discovered the casino, I believe. Like, yeah. I, it was like a surprise, like, oh, what is this? Like, it's, it's and I think I, you won something on that day. I don't know what if it was a jackpot. The first day that I went, it wound up in the casino, I won, that was the first day I won the black, the blackjack. I, 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 I want to say I jackpot. Jack I always said jackpot, too, to be fair. Too many, <laughs> too many words. We have to move on. Somebody else no, speak. Well, to, um, be, to be honest, jackpot just rolls off the tongue much more easily yeah. than blackjack. Yep. I agree. That's I'm true. with you. Yep. But, um, yeah, so, yes, it was the first day that I discovered the casino that I won the first jackpot, and then within, like, a day or two of that, on the same week, I won the jackpot a second time, and it was, like, super cool. It was just a lot of fun to have that um, happen, because then I essentially had exponential resources to exploit the gift uh, shop in that area of the game, which was really fun. Definitely, so, definitely. Um, but, yeah. Anyone have any thoughts on stardew valley and its luck yes so in the casino shop in addition to farm totems you can also get these scarecrows that are like aliens um and i really wanted to get the jackpot so i could just buy like a hundred alien scarecrows and just put them in weird places and have them do weird things that is such your aesthetic like yeah (laughs) so i wasn't winning like at all and then all of a sudden kelsey plays for like 30 minutes for me and gets enough for me to buy like 20 alien scarecrows um so now they guard my animals and keep them safe excellent that is really cute yeah that's that's really pure um yeah like that 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 casino is really fun i what what video games just just generally just this is like a just a, a little bit of a tangent what other games have have casinos in them because the only one i can think of is the super mario 64 ds where you could play cards with luigi <laughs> it's like a mini there game. was there's the game <laughs> corner in old pokemon games okay interesting it's ma- it's mainly slot machines yeah 
Yeah, because I always find um, that interesting that when they, when video games incorporate that, even though it's like not even essential to the yeah. gameplay, they yeah. had to take it out of more recent games. Uh, the the slot machines out of more recent games because in Europe, having gambling of any kind in your game gives you a higher age rating. Uh, so they had to take slot machines they, out. Yeah, they changed it to Voltorb Flip, everybody's favorite game. <laughs> I said it's, it's not a bad game. It's just not luck based. <laughs> No, usually, um, uh, or I, the only other thing I can think of is like Borderlands had like a slot machine, but yep. like there's, but slot machines are just like, I mean, just kind of like a little luck gambling mini game while like it, how it sounds like a casino. There's just like so much to do, you know? Yeah. Um, Kals, this is a poll, and I, but I think you will be the one to get it. Do you remember Dog's Life? The Lake Mini Wawa machine, where you're in the diner. Yes. Yes, and then yes. you would you would pull it, and it would give you food. To would, I was gonna say dog. it popped out food out of it when yes. you would, like play, interact with it. Yeah. God, that's a throwback. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that I think that machine. I if I remember correctly, I think that machine is used to like get like a bell that is needed for like a mission or some sort. I could be wrong. But that was that was like a weird like little thing that like all of a sudden a dog would go up on his hind legs and pull the lever and go back down. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> You're right. That's funny. It's yeah. so it's so dumb. I I fucking love that game. With that, we move on to our mid segment. Walsh, we you you got a lottery going on the internet on the interwebs. Yeah. So a couple days ago, I had put up on my art account. I had asked people to, you know, retweet uh, on Twitter or to like and follow on Instagram. Uh, well, specifically on Twitter, retweet and follow because um, I'm a whore for the follows. And um, and then you'd be entered in this little lottery commission, which I've done contests like these before, but usually I pick them randomly. Instead, I thought it would be really fun, considering that we're discussing luck, to have you guys be the one who decides the winner. So, first, I'm going to have each of you in Discord order. Well, first, I'm going to post three pictures in our our chat here. And without any repeats, we'll go in Discord order, but I want each of you to choose a Smash character from the ones listed. Alright. So, Anthony first. So, I'm going to pick... My main, Samus, number four. Okay. I will go with... Let's go Jigglypuff at 12. I have to I have to go Bowser, 14. Give me Kirby, six. I gotta go my boy Ness, number 10. Okay. Now, everybody, uh, everybody remember their numbers for just a moment. Oh, jeez. Okay. Or we can go back to it. The the pictures aren't (laughs) Yeah, the pictures are there. Yeah. Now, what we're going to do, and I will share my screen with, well, unfortunately without the audience, but uh, for my friends here, uh, I've made a little little wheel here with everybody's names on it. Uh, I will now click the spin. And whoever's name it lands on, the number associated, which is associated with a person, will be the winner. Uh Just lands on Kelsey. 
Yay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yes. Pops up with all the confetti. I told you I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm very lucky. Um, so that's Kirby, which is number six. Yes. And that goes to the Pubby Man on Instagram. <laughs> I love that name. All right. <laughs> all right. Go Pubby Man. So, Congratulations, Pubby Man. I do also, like, I, I wrote down, like, physically, like, a list on a piece of paper and, like, put every, like, all of them on it. And I even have somebody else here, so they know that I didn't cheat or try to... He cheated. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, uh, that is excellent. Uh, so, so, congratulations to the Puppy Man. Yes. On that one. Um, and, uh, yeah, before we move forward here... Uh, I just want to give Kelsey a chance uh, to, to have a floor on something very important. Thank you, Chris. Um, so I've asked to have the floor for a moment before we continue with the podcast. Uh, as I hope everyone here and everyone listening at home is aware, we've seen a massive uptick in the amount of hate crimes against the Asian American and Pacific Islanders or AAPI community over the last year in America. We've witnessed an increase in hateful, bigoted, and racist commentary across the world in response to the COVID-19 crisis, fueled by the misplaced blame on people from China and by association, the global Asian and Pacific Islander community. It is reprehensible for these things to continue without acknowledging them and irresponsible to not recognize that each day we hold the power to, at a bare minimum, put forth statements of support and calls to action regarding the safety and livelihoods of the AAPI community of which we count some of our own friends and family. On March 16th, an individual took it upon himself to murder eight people in a premeditated assault that has been confirmed as motivated by anti-Asian, anti-sex worker, misogynistic, white supremacist sentiments. Not only was this terroristic act in and of itself indefensible, but the absurd apologist statements made in defense of the assailant and subsequent mishandling of the victim's identities in the days that followed have further underscored the lack of empathy and care given to the AAPI community by law enforcement and the media. We've made it known on our social media pages and in brief statements on other podcast episodes across our various shows that this space is not held for the purpose of political discussion. However, I'm speaking today to explicitly state that advocating for basic human rights and showing empathy and compassion for marginalized groups is not and should not be a political stance. With that, I'd like to remind our viewers that in this coup, we believe that love is love, science is real, women's rights are human rights, black lives matter and trans lives matter. No human is illegal, kindness is everything, and we must do our part to speak out against and stop Asian hate and the crimes committed against the AAPI community. For more information and resources on how to do your part, please visit stopaapihate.org. That's S-T-O-P-A-A-P-I-H-A-T-E dot O-R-G. Thank you. Thank Extremely you, well said. Yes. Thank you, Chris. Uh, yeah, I, 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 well done. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that there's any anything else that we could add on that. Just please, you know, we. This is this is. If you and if you if you believe that, you know, if, if you if you are in any way someone that supports white supremacy and or or any anything along those lines, you are not welcome in this community. That is the bottom fucking line. So you can kindly fuck off. Kindly fuck off. Yeah, not, maybe not <laughs> yeah. even kindly. Not, not, not to follow <laughs> a, uh, a a very well said statement with with crudeness, but 
Oh no, kindly fuck <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 kindly, kindly, please, please fuck off. Um. Anyways, so yeah, I'm, I, I definitely want. I'm glad that we said said these things, and I think it's really important that we we just yeah, keep especially on speaking since, out, uh, especially since this is a gaming podcast, and the video game industry would not be what it is without, uh, without uh, Asian influence. Yeah. And, and or just generally, like I think it, it, the gaming, the gaming community is not like I think that marginalized people are such an important part of our of of the gaming community, and like mm-hmm. and I just I think it's it's so important that we keep on uplifting them because there's so many people in the in the industry who are also willing to want to stomp them down, and yep. I say we're not for that. We're not. We, we're we're here to nope. support you. And I'll I'll even I'll even add that on on top of that, especially in gaming communities, a lot of toxicity. And just bad vibes <laughs> can really that, that yeah. bad vibes. I, I'm joking because I'm using humor to cover up a serious situation. Um, but a lot of toxicity <laughs> okay. can really run rampant in a lot of gaming communities and a lot of people who who find video games as an outlet. So I really do appreciate um, the statement that you've put together, Kelsey, because it really you know puts together everything that, that we stand by. I mean, and also, I just had in mind, like, our really good friend, um, Mickey, and our friend Jamie, like, people with families that are absolutely um, at risk by this increased um, hate, and Mm -hmm. and it's upsetting, um, to say the least. Mm -hmm. So, we must make the statement when we have a platform, um, and when we can. Yeah. Everyone deserves to feel safe, and a lot of us take that for granted. So, it's important that we stand up to... Make sure that everybody can live the life that they deserve to. Now, there's no easy transition to from to this because we're not, we're just gonna keep on talking games now. <laughs> but obviously, it does that doesn't devalue any of the statements that have been that have been said. Uh, let's go to a desolate wasteland in <laughs> Fallout. <laughs> yeah, so Fallout. Um, I'm going to be talking about the newer 3D Fallout's. Um, so like Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, and Fallout 4, which is sadly the last Fallout game they ever made, uh, so far <laughs> at least, um, which is a joke because they made an MMO Fallout. But uh, so <laughs> in Fallout, you have a bunch of core stats um, that all spell out the word special, and most of them are pretty boring, uh, but luck is the L, and it is really cool in a lot of different ways. Um, so in all of them, luck just kind of makes you a little bit better at everything. Um, and I guess that's just to like, make it be like, oh, you know, you got lucky with that shot or whatever. Um, but in each game, they do some different things. So in Fallout 3, you have somebody called the Mysterious Stranger. And based on how much luck you have, he'll show up when you're fighting enemies to finish them off. And then he disappears. He just goes away, never to be seen again until the next time you get lucky. Um, Fallout New Vegas kind of takes the luck a little bit and invests it more into the main gameplay loop. Um, In New Vegas, the idea is that there's like this, it's called, quote unquote, the Strip. And it's where a lot of the post-apocalyptic societies kind of like moved into this casino area in Las Vegas and repurposed it, but they still have all of the gambling, the machines, the blackjack, the jack black, um, 
<laughs> if you increase your luck stat, you can actually more often than not win when gambling. Um, and if you push it too far, it'll go from the point where they're like, wow, you're really a big spender. Like, why don't you spend the night in one of our rooms as a compensation to get out and never come back because you're doing something fishy and we don't like it. Um, and there are other little flavor tidbits thrown in when you have a really high luck stat. For example, there's a character who has a brain tumor. And if you have a luck stat that's 9 out of a maximum of 10, you can just wildly operate and mo- remove the tumor and he's totally fine. What the fuck? <laughs> huh. What the hell is this game? And, and there are other spots where it's like you just so happen to guess the password to the computer because you're lucky, I guess. Um <laughs> You can either perform a widely like impossible surgery, or you can guess guess a password. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It lets you like you can spec into a luck a luck build, and the game rewards you for it. Um, and Fallout Four is probably my favorite implementation of luck in all the games. Um, so in the three D Fallout games, they have a system called Vats. And that's essentially um, targeted assistance. Like your AI kicks in and you see your enemies show up and it freezes time. And you get to like look at their body parts and be like, all right, I have an 80% chance of shooting their legs. Their legs have this much health left until they become crippled. So I'm going to shoot their legs twice and then go for a headshot. And then your character like executes all of those shots with like split second uh accuracy and it happens and sometimes it happens good and other times it just kind of sucks and falls flat but fallout 4 bakes luck into vats and what you can do is that you can bank critical hits so like you just play the game normally you use vats and like you dispatch a bunch of enemies normally then you build up a critical hit and you can hold on to this critical hit until you really want to use it. And then you go into the big boss of a final area, take out your missile launcher and use your banked critical shot to instantly kill them with an, a critical rocket blast that not only takes them out, but takes out everybody near them. Wow. The new mobile Pikmin game sounds really intense. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about this. Wow. And it does other things, too. Like, when you find supplies, you find more of them if you're lucky, which is cool. Mysterious Stranger is still there. Um, But the capstone luck skill is ricochet. And what that means is every so often when enemies shoot you, the bullets bounce off of you and go back and hit them instead. Um, and when you invest into that, that can also get you free critical uh, that you can bank for other shots later on. Um, so I have made a Fallout 4 character that is like almost maxed out in speech and almost maxed out in luck and like really bad at everything else. And I'm looking forward to just like just talking and lucking my way through every kind of situation I can. I've got a question. Yes. How many critical hits can you bank? 
So when you invest into the critical banker skill, you can bank up to three critical hits. It's not that many. So <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen more. I've seen more. I've seen bigger. <laughs> but they kind of like they balance it out because an automatic weapon one hit counts as like three or four bullets, so it'll be like a burst of shots. Um, on the other hand, you can literally launch mini nuclear warheads. So banking a crit for those is really great. Chris's faces are just cracking me up because he does <laughs> not play anything like this. Like this is so above it's and wild. beyond. Wild, this is wild. For Chris. I, yeah. I, mean, I get, I get the appeal. I think it sounds like awesome to do, but like, oh my god, <laughs> like, like when you said, actually, you, you on, on my end, you cut out at the end, which I, I'm guessing everyone else heard. But uh, <laughs> when you said mini nuclear warheads, I'm just like, what kind of, what in the world's happening? <laughs> Fallout. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I again, the Fallout is just is one of those absurd like you. The world has ended, and now it's it is just anything goes type situation uh, in that game. But wow, <laughs> there's yeah, a lot going I, on. In it. There are a few points where you gotta fight like this twenty foot tall creature that is the mutated cousin of a horseshoe crab, and so you huh. kind of like depend on critical hits to like make it move slower and not spit acid at you <laughs> so mm-hmm. these things definitely come in handy i i just I, I like i'm just going back to my time when i played like fall to uh playing um half-life for the first time and like how creeped out by all the enemies i was and i'm just like man i i hope that no no other game is like this and i'm just here to fall out the screen it's just like oh, okay <laughs> well, obviously there's so much worse out there, but I just, it's just, it's just whenever I hear like creepy enemy designs like that, I'm just like, Ooh. um, but, uh, I, 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 it's hard for me to like even wrap my head around like a lot of that, that stuff. That's just cause that's just not the type of game that I would play, but it is, it is cool though that like, it, it kind of, it almost sounds like, um, I don't know why it just when you were saying like earning luck and things like that it just it reminds me so much of our monster of the week campaign and stuff like that where you're kind of like but instead of like it like instead of it just already being there and then you using it you are you you are earning it over time and building it up so that way your luck gets better as the game goes on which I think is interesting what it really reminds me of is in Dungeons and Dragons because you can take you know certain feats when you reach a certain level. Uh, there's one called the Lucky Feat, where uh, you know every time that you long rest, you basically get three luck points, and you can spend one of your luck points to re-roll any roll or have advantage on a roll. And uh, yeah, it it just reminds it reminds me of it because then it leads you to just be a lot more lucky. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, it leads to kind of more opportunities and ideas of, like, how to approach a certain situation because you have the luck on your side on that front. Um, and I'm sure, that it, like, like you were kind of talking about, it, it does it comes in handy when you're fighting those big horseshoe crabs <laughs> or things like that. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. And, and I, 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 uh, I appreciate that this is the second game we're talking about with Jack Black in it. 
Yeah. He's, he's been working. He's been doing a lot of work. Doing a lot. Sorry, Kelsey. You know Jack Black made a video game. <laughs> I know. I love Jack Black. You don't have to apologize to me. <sighs> Jack Black works in mysterious brutal ways. Le- brutal Legend, which I own. I haven't finished, but it was it's a double fine game. So Yeah, Brutal brutal Legend, and he's going to be in the upcoming Psychonauts 2, which is exciting. Yeah. Too. So he's uh, he loves video games. He's on Let's Plays and stuff. Like He's he's chill. He likes Five well, Nights I, at Freddy's. That's where he wants to be. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I I I think that if I, I if I had to put my faith behind any celebrity anymore, I'll put my faith behind Jack Black and just cross my fingers and hope that nothing bad ever happens. <laughs> Post it onto poorly aged things like. Yes, no, I know, I know. That's 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 why I'm like, uh, I don't know, I, but that's what I'm hoping. Um, anyways, last but not least. We enter the world of Pokemon with our good friends from the Illinois. Give me that. All right. Gabe, do you want to start or should I? You start because there's a lot more intricacies with yours. Yeah. So Gabe and I are essentially going to talk about the two different types of uh, Pokemon battles, one being singles, one being doubles. Um, are we do- Were we doing that or were we doing competitive and shiny hunting? Oh, we were doing that. But uh, I can go over that in mind because okay. I'm probably not going to have nearly as much to talk about as you will. Okay, cool. So what? So Pokemon competitive, competitive Pokemon battling um, is what I like to call a game of luck manipulation. It's very strategic, um, and it's there's a lot of planning that goes into things in terms of like what team you want to use, uh, what moves you want to use, how you want to train them, all the things that you would expect from like being a Pokemon trainer, right? <clears throat> Um, but luck still plays a huge factor into how well the result of a, the result of a game happens. Uh, there's, there's different things like, uh, how accurate is the move? A lot of moves are hundred percent accurate. Some are 90, some are 70. Um, and if they're 70% accurate, they're actually 30% accurate. It feels like, um, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, uh, it's like, can you rely on predicting your opponent to move the way that you think that they are, or is it going to be, um, or do you get that prediction wrong? There's a chance for it to work and there's a chance for it not to work. And it's basically just about putting yourself in the best position to win while still having to rely on luck, whether it's the moves themselves or what your opponent is, is doing. It is all about making sure that you, put the luck in your court. Uh, and I really like, I've uh, over the years I've really decided, really found out that games of luck manipulation tend to be my favorite, hence why I'm very into fantasy football. It's the same thing. You can put a ton of planning, you can structure things however you want to plan it, but if you're unlucky, if things don't go the way that you are expecting it to, then, uh, then Alvin Kamara scores 50 points against you on Christmas Day. <laughs> It happens that you're you're scared by that, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or like there's a there's a very famous example. Um my my uh Pokemon competitive Pokemon um specialty is doubles, where you have two Pokemon out on the field. And one of the most famous instances of luck going wrong is when uh is when um uh a guy by the name of Aaron Zane missed the move Will O Wisp three times in a row. Um, and Will-O-Wisp is a, an 85% accurate move. 
So 80, 0.85 times 3. Let me do that math real fast. Uh, uh, math, it uh, hurts. Uh, That's not it. Uh, 0.85... I, you could you could just hear times point eight five times point eight five is what I should do it. You could you could do you could have see that like that homeland gif of like the <laughs> woman with the with all the all the symbols around her. Thinking. Yes. All right, so that's like that's like a sixty one percent. That that's like a forty percent chance to happen. Where it's like if he lands one of those, he wins the game. He wins worlds, which is the 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 thing. If you win worlds, you're the champion. And he missed three of them, so he. Uh, he did not win as as a result. So you can, can put I... all this planning in. You can be one of the best players. Still doesn't work. Yeah. Can I just put something into perspective? Yeah. Okay, for me, I am generally an unlucky person in real life. However, in Pokemon, I get insane things that happen. Like, you were here with me, Matt, when it happened. I got a VGC match. I got three freezes in one game. And yep. I still lost. <laughs> <laughs> A freeze, all freezes are 10% chances. So, that was so to get three, three of them is... They have a 10% chance to freeze. And they can also th- miss. Yeah, three in a row is uh, a one, one in 1,000 shot. And I still It wasn't lost. in a row, but... <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. insane. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the, so, I, the, yeah, the deep, the deep, like... How deep each sing- each move in Pokemon is is just wild to me. Like the chances yeah. of everything, how if they miss or not. Like, oh my god, you guys, mm. you guys tire me out when I think about, when you guys <laughs> talk about Pokemon. Also... No, 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 not 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 like not actually, but like the <laughs> yeah. idea, just the idea of like all having there's, memorized all this stuff. I'm just there's like, so oh much stuff god. you need to know because you need to know type knowledge, yeah, type matchups. You need to know uh, speeds speed tiers like how fast is this pokemon am i going to get to move first because that's another big thing if you get to move before your opponent does you're gonna do better yeah <laughs> theoretically you can kill them before they can hurt you <laughs> it's like it's like in the mario and luigi games where like if you if you stomp on it before you go into yeah. battle like that, exactly it, all right you got the first move but if they hit you before you you start the battle then it's all of a sudden like ah oh, shit they, they have to go first and i'm gonna take damage right yeah. away fuck so that's another example of manipulating your luck can you manipulate your pokemon to be faster than the others and there's ways you can do that uh, di- different moves you can use to be like, okay, for the next few turns, my Pokemon are going to be twice as fast as yours. Um, and for the and there's another move that's like, okay, but what if we took the speed order and we reversed it? So now the slow Pokemon go first, right? And right. it's like that is like that that speed control and which is an extension of of uh, of luck is just very important to give you the best shot of winning. It's never guaranteed, but. Um, and even like e- even things like the amount of damage that a move actually does is is random. It like generates like a series of random numbers, it's, and you could do like within like a, a certain range of a damage depending range. on a fifteen percent range depending on Pokemon attack, po- Pokemon defense, um, the moves power. Um, where where it's like when you're just playing the casually, it's like okay. Flamethrower is stronger than Ember. <laughs> that's, that's literally why the, I do. <laughs> that's about the the extent where it's like there's so much more that goes into it. Of course, like you you need to be lucky when you play Pokemon. <laughs> um, hey, and hey, even Pokemon if you're not, fans. you need to. What? Hey, Pokemon fans! I hope you were paying attention in statistics. <laughs> 
exactly. No, like, if you look up the formulas that come with damage calculation in Pokemon, <laughs> it is it, you need a math degree to understand it. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> Or at least like have taken calculus. I'm earning a I'm earning a, an applied data science master's, and I'm fucking like I cannot. <laughs> this is making my brain hurt more than anything else. You you yeah. understand it. You understand. You should talk about your favorite move. What would my favorite move be? Ally switch. No, I'm not going to talk about that because that is the bullshittiest move. Okay, so bullshittiest. I like bullshittiest. it. I want you to um, nice. So there is there is a move in doubles. Uh, that's only usable in doubles called Ally Switch, and the name is the the name explains what it does. You have two Pokemon that are out. It's one, two, and then three, four. I kind of just like did it there, but the move Ally Switch takes those Pokemon at the start of the turn and flips them. So if you were going to attack Pokemon A and Pokemon B used Ally Switch, now you're attacking Pokemon B, and that takes that element of of luck manipulation and adds in a coin flip, and I hate it. It's literally a 50-50 whether or not you're going to read your opponent doing it or whether or not yep. your opponent reads you not doing it. Because it's they either do it or they don't. And sometimes it's, okay, I have to, with my two Pokemon out, I have to attack both slots so that something dies. <laughs> That's wild. It is it, it, it is a move that just makes things so... It, it, it takes that like good element of luck manipulation and putting it in and adds in that coin flip and 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 I hate it. I hate it so much. It's considered um, toxic. Uh, yeah, because it, like... it, it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be so bad if only like a few Pokemon got it. Like it was like okay, I see this. I I see a fucking uh, what's a weird Swoobat. Weird name. What Swoobat. Okay, I see a Swoobat, or I see uh, I, I see a Pumpernickel. And I'm like, okay, I know that Pumpernickel Wait, gets I'm Ally sorry. Switch. I'm sorry. I'm Pumpernickel sorry. is not the name of a Pokemon Swoobat is. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, please tell yeah. me, please let me send me a photo of what Pumpernickel no. is for Pokemon. So I, so I see a Pumpernickel, and I know that I know for a fact that Pumpernickel has Ally Switch. And so I'm like, okay, I can expect that as part of my game, but so many Pokemon get it that it's like some you don't even know, and then some like, like uh, Rye Bread used Ally Switch. <laughs> who, who knew? <laughs> who knew? Who, I and can... then and then you lose a game because you use use a fighting type attack into the ghost type when you didn't want to and doesn't yeah. it's not affected and you it's it, it is annoying. It is not good luck manipulation. So yeah. does does Pumpernickel evolve into Rybread or is it the other way around? No, they're two separate. Two oh, separate Pokemon. Two separate? I but they, are, they are bread. Could I just I just want you to know, like if. If, like, if they made Bug Snacks into a Pokemon game, I would fucking play it. Like, if it, it was, like, as complex as that, like, I would actually fucking play it. I don't I do know why. I have something for you, Chris. <laughs> I don't know why. It's I just Pokemon wouldn't... Sweet. Is that is that actually is that really a thing where all the Pokemon are? Food it's are... a ROM hack where every single Pokemon is a food. So, I would fucking play that. Like, so, that's that's right up my alley, right there. Yeah. So for people who want to know, Bread type is weak against fire and water <laughs> and, and flying. And flying, flying. And flying. And ground. And... <laughs> and dark and psychic and fairy. It's, it's every, everything's good. Yeah, it's, just, it's weak, but it's tasty. And that's, yeah. that's, that's tempting, at least. All right, go yeah, ahead, Gabe. Yeah. What's, Gabe's what's got your his part aspect. All right. So uh, for me, I'm going to be talking about a, a few things. Uh, I'm going to shortly talk about singles. With singles, essentially every turn is a coin flip, whether or not you're going to read your opponent... Uh, the game of singles revolves around switch initiative. 
So with singles, you only have one on one in in on the field. So it it relies on reading your opponent's movements a lot. So say you have a Pokemon B versus your Pokemon A. They have a move that's good against yours. They can read you switching to a Pokemon that resists that move and then choose a different move. Or they can predict or you can predict them to go for that and not switch at all. It's it's a game of 50/50s and in the in the in the in, in a sense of comparing it to Ally Switch, it's <laughs> it's pretty much a game of switching. Like that is the pretty much the biggest thing about singles that is that is revolved around that metagame um and uh like with different pokemon different moves are used um like with ally switch that is a doubles exclusive move like it does nothing when when you're using it in singles but moves that never get any usage like teleport teleport is a move that in previous generations it did nothing but um in this generation it allows you to switch a pokemon after it's it's a negative priority move so after you get hit you get to switch out uh, for free so uh moves that are never used in doubles or at all in previous generations get a lot more highlights when used in singles properly and um yeah it's just it's literally the same thing as doubles except not if that makes sense (laughs) All right. Yeah, no, I, I, that, right. that makes sense. Moving so on. My, uh, real oh. quick, my favorite strategy, this is getting a, a little bit away from the, the doubles bit. Anytime that I can uh, use one Pokemon in doubles to buff up the other one, I will take. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this Pokemon called Colossal. Um, and Colossal has a, an ability that when it gets hit by a fire or water type move, its speed multiplies by four. So it gets real fucking fast. <laughs> Combine that with a with an item called a weakness policy, which is where if it gets hit by a super effective move, its uh its attacks uh double. Both of its attack stats double. Wow. So you can do that in one turn by like using the move surf and activate uh activate steam engine, activate the weakness policy, so it's now four times faster and twice as strong. In one turn. So in one turn. And then it can the and then the very next move it kills something. Wow, <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, I, it's just yeah. wild. It's just wild. It's great. Doubles is fun. Yeah, Doubles yeah. It's just fun. just a random, just like yeah, just hey, we could we could just fuck shit up like in just one one foul swoop, you know? Yep. Yeah, you know, your 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 battle, your your chances. You went from ninety to ten in just one turn. <laughs> All right. Now I'm gonna uh, go over. One of my favorite things to do in my, whenever I play Pokemon, it's shiny hunting. Yeah. In regular, in regular gameplay, like with no modifiers or anything, it is a 1 in 5,000 or so chance of getting a shiny Pokemon. Um, that four, is... 4,086. 4,086, okay. Uh, so 4,086 chance of finding one shiny Pokemon. And that is completely random as to when or how you will encounter it. Um, There are modifiers that can increase your chances to find a shiny Pokemon. Such as, whenever you complete the Pokedex, you, uh, well, the main Galar Pokedex, you will get something called the Shiny Charm. 
which significantly increases your shiny odds by half. So it halves that number so that it becomes 2,000 something because I'm gay and I can't do math. Um, <laughs> uh, fuck, 2043. 2043. Or like the Netherlands, no, fuck it, never. Just mind. another, another, another language. region. Just another yeah. region. <laughs> so from the world, like, like France is uh, the Europe, and then there's Japan, and then there's Korea. Just different places where Pokemon can come from. If you breed it with a Pokemon from your own region, that further increases the shiny chances. Uh, what's the? What's the? I don't know what those is? odds are. Okay. Um, I think that brings it down to about one five hundred. Yeah, one in five hundred something. So, if you get lucky, you can get a shiny within like under five hundred eggs. If you're unlucky like me, you will get a shiny after one thousand eggs. If you're that unlucky, <laughs> and um, but uh, I've gotten shiny Pokemon within twenty or thirty eggs before, which is extremely cool because you get shinies. Yeah, shinies. Um, the, the, the shinies are just like they're just aesthetically pleasing. There's not really other any other like the element only, to them. Only difference is aesthetics. Okay, uh, cool. And not all of them are aesthetically pleasing. Yes, yes some of we, them look we, like we, shit. <laughs> yeah, we've debated that. Off, or not me. Como's Como is a good example of a great base form with a shit shiny. Yeah, no, I yeah we've heard. Did you say Como? Como. Como. Oh, oh. I don't want to invoke his name. <laughs> no, as a shit form if there's ever if one <laughs> no i just want to further compound upon this this uh topic yes. now um there's two different there's two more things that i want to talk about sure. uh there is the the newly added uh dynamax adventures in a dynamax adventure you have four uh, four chances to catch a pokemon three of them are regular pokemon and then one of them is a legendary pokemon with uh if you uh with each pokemon you catch you have a one in 100 chance of finding a shiny if you have the shiny charm so if you're only going for the legendary you can have a one in 100 chance of finding a shiny legendary pokemon which i have on several occasions um it just takes a lot of grinding and it's very time consuming, but I find it to be very worth it in the end. Um, so that's another way you can pretty much almost guarantee a shiny if you have enough patience for it. Thing number, a thing, the next thing. There is a way to guarantee your shiny is by doing a bit of manipulation with hmm. the with the date, uh, with your with your switch's internal clock. Now. Ooh, like this does crossing. require a third-party software, so if you're against that, don't do it. But I'm not, and I'm a filthy sinner, so that that doesn't apply. Totally fine. You're you're our favorite sinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in this method, you have to go to a raid, uh, catch the Pokemon in that raid, and then you input it into a third-party software that calculates how many of those raids you need to move forward in order to catch a shiny Pokemon. So let's say I do one that gives me a number 
312. I have to do, I have to move forward 312 raids in order to guarantee a shiny Pokemon. Now, this, this is, this method is pretty much a guaranteed shiny if you're willing to go through with it and have patience with it because it is extremely time consuming and it requires a very specific method of changing your switch's clock and if you do it wrong you're gonna have to restart the process over again from day zero to 312 again so it's extremely taxing but i've done it maybe 20 or 30 times already and it's it's always been worth it in my opinion and i've used said shiny pokemon in competitive too so it's it's pretty cool and yeah and how how long is a raid for usually uh it, it varies whether or not you have a good matchup against it it can take from five minutes to not even 30 seconds okay all right i mean so that's not i mean 312 is still a lot but at least well, he doesn't have to do the full he, raids he just has to like, i have to do the first one and then is. i can change the date forward each day yeah uh, to skip okay, a raid. i see i see i see okay interesting i, sh- I should have ordered that better sorry no no, no, no. it's all good i wow that's a lot i like i like I like the shiny hunting. When you talk about shiny hunting, it just reminds me so much again of like the Animal Crossing stuff, or just like, or just generally when you're you're grinding to get something like a like a I don't know. I, I'm always just gonna think of the Animal Crossing terms, but just like any like when you're just trying to achieve something or just trying to find things and like collect things like that. Like that's it's that like that appeals to me so much. Is I, obviously I talk about it all the time. Like collectathons are just that's just that's like a perfect thing and like the idea of collecting like shinies like that like are you are you looking to try to collect every single one or are you just collecting shinies oh, hell generally no. no just the ones i like <laughs> just the ones oh, okay yeah i cannot it. imagine trying to do a sh- an entire shiny living decks because people I mean, have done that before yeah i would imagine yep i would it's, imagine i it's uh, no it's not worth it uh, in my uh, opinion a, a living decks is one of every pokemon and not just like one of every pokemon family like you have a Charmander, Charmeleon, and Charizard. Yeah, and you have it. And all, then you have yeah, the shiny version. Yeah, the so. shiny versions of all three. Yep. Yeah, that's wild. Yep. That's that's insane. Yep. But hey, I I get the commitment. Mm. That's probably something that I would do though, because I like doing the. <laughs> I, I, I like the. Or I like the, like the idea of like, oh my god, I have one hundred percent of all the Pokemon. Like that's yeah. like, that's mm-hmm. like it, it built up to that. Um. Any other thoughts from anyone that has uh, anyone from the outside of this of the Pokemon people? Any thoughts <laughs> on Pokemon? Yeah, I, I um, played Pokemon Go for a long time, um, and one of the things that I really liked that they did differently was they would have community days where they pick like one weekend out of the month, and they're like, "All right, today is going to be all about routes," and so like you would go to like your favorite park. And there would just be so many freaking routes, like, literally tripping over them. Um, But the big claim was that the chance of getting a shiny route was much higher than it normally is. It would still be, like, single-digit percentage points, like, maybe 1% or 2% chance. But if you caught 200 of them, not only would you be able to power one up really strong... You'd also have really strong non-shiny versions, and you could hold on to them to trade them later. Um, so shiny hunting can be kind of annoying or like work-intensive in some games, uh, but Pokemon Go they found a way to make it fun and like community-focused. I remember um, this was in a pre-COVID world. We were in downtown, 
and um, we there was it was during a Bagon Community Day. Yep. Was it? And we both did you get one too? Yeah, I did. Well, we both Actually, ended up I, getting I, a shiny sal uh shiny salamence by the end of the day. Yep. Uh, I also on the Torcha Community Day, I uh, got a shiny Blaziken, which my phone screen is not wanting to show, but <laughs> um. <laughs> My uh, my Blaziken is one of my favorite Pokemon, so having a shiny of it fucking rules. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's I, Pokemon Go is one of those things that like really passed me. Like I I just was not into the idea of it, but um, I also totally I it, I I love that it was a lot more of a casual Pokemon experience for people to enjoy. Kind of similar to and correct me if I'm wrong on this. Isn't it like the Let's Go Pokemon games kind of like that too, where it's a little bit more casual than like a other than like yeah, other much Pokemon? More, much uh, much more casual, it's structured like a regular Pokemon game. Yeah, but just a but little there's bit. no like there's no like wild there's no like wild Pokemon battles or like right. items or stuff like that or items yeah. or abilities. It's just like oh here's a Pokemon, use them. Yeah, here's a fucking overpowered as fuck Eevee <laughs> <laughs> that you could do the entire game with. Right, right. <laughs> Um, any other thoughts on Pokemon or Pokemon Go? I like I like Pokemon Go because when I fight, I can just tap the screen a bunch, and I don't have to. Pay <laughs> <laughs> I I like I like that Walsh is just he's just he's I like leaning back now. He's just like yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, just tap the screen a no, bunch, and Matt's like, no, I, I, so I'm leaning so into you... the microphone. So I can, because I think my audio this episode is gonna be a little quiet. But we'll see. It's okay. I'll, 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 I'll figure it out. I'll hold the shit out. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, you tap the screen. It's, 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 it's a complete dichotomy of I, I like Pokemon Go because I tap the screen about, and, and Matt's just like, and, okay, and I the, make him fast. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I love when the, the, the flamethrower mix with the fucking. I don't know, I, I, I can't. Use, I can't I'm use this rock type move on yeah. the on the Clefairy. Just get rid of the Clefairy. Yeah, and then yeah. I can deal all the damage on the Solgaleo that's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, exactly. And it just, <laughs> it just breaks my brain. It's great. Yep. Um. <laughs> But I no I, I I appreciate Pokemon and I'm actually yeah. I don't love Pokemon I'm very excited for um, Arceus Pokemon Legends Arceus that's yes. like I like the idea right, of that so is like, Chris, like I'm, I'm interested I'm, not you, not knowing anything about Pokemon which starter are you choosing from Arceus Oh the uh, Rowlet. Rowlet, okay. You I, seem like I, a Rowlet. I love, I, Rowlet I love that that little. It just reminds me of my cat Leo, so yeah. much. <laughs> Leo, Leo rarely gets a podcast mention. He deserves that more. Anyways, um, with that all being said, folks, thank you all so much for tuning in. It's probably our shortest episode that we've had to date, but um, I do want to do something new a little bit at the end here. Um, we usually like, we decide on like a topic for these, like a week or two before we actually uh, record it. And I'm like, no, let's have something prepared ahead of time. And so that way you, the viewer can even uh, talk about it in our, and, and add us and, and uh, tell us about uh, a game that you want that, 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 you, that you like under the topic. So April's topic is going to be puzzle games. Tell us about your favorite puzzle games Add us at the Game and Coop. Use the hashtag the Game and Coop, um, or whatever. Just just get get to us. Reach us at reach out to us, and we may, if you do, 
we may read your comment on air. I like Tetris. And with that, yeah, Tetris is good. Tetris was Tetris was a good <laughs> is a good segue into that into puzzle games for April. <laughs> There you go. Uh, but thank you all so much for tuning in. Fuck white supremacy and game on. The Gaming Coop is brought to you by Team Chaos Productions. Follow us on Twitter at The Gaming Coop or follow our other work at Team Chaos Pods. 